And uh, so we're good. Welcome to church. Who's glad they're in church? I know I say this all the time, but I reckon we need to be glad that we're in church. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, team. I've asked Andrew to stay this morning. He's gonna, can, you, can you show me like an like a organ? Oh, look at that. I did some gospel preaching. <laughs> no, no. Ah, oh, praise the Lord. It's Easter. And uh, I want to I just start with praying. Heavenly Father. Heaven, heavenly Father, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us today our daily bread. Lord, lead us. Lord, forgive us. Lord, I thank you for every single person here in this room. I thank you, Jesus that you came and you obeyed the Lord God Almighty. You gave up your life so that we could have life. And I pray, Holy Spirit, this morning, the third expression of the Godhead, come fill this room, fill our hearts, fill the kids, fill the kids' leaders, fill every single person. May we be walking in your courts this morning. And Jesus, again, we are here because you are our Lord and Savior. There is none like you. There's not going to be ever, there was no one before, there's no one after. It's only in you, Jesus, we find ourselves. Holy Spirit, I pray you'd help me articulate this message this morning. You'd come and move in people's hearts. And we thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, I've, I've been thinking about Easter a little bit and because you know, Easter is one of those times in the year where it's like Christmas. It's, it's pinpointing a certain uh, event that happened in, the, in, our, in our Christian faith. Who likes Christmas? I like Christmas. Christmas is great because Christmas for us is in summertime. And it follows into our holidays and we go away. But Christmas is about remembering the birth of Jesus Christ. And it's so good. And, but Easter as well is, is an amazing time in a Christian's life. Or even, in, I believe, in the whole world. You know, we still celebrate Easter. We're still going to celebrate Easter. It's not going to be a public holiday for, for no point. It's a public holiday because of. There's no other reason. You can't say that Easter is because of Easter bunnies. It doesn't make sense. Amen. It just doesn't make sense. There's no other option. There's, you know, Christmas time, you know, we can, we can slant it a little bit to Father Christmas and it's about giving gifts and all that sort of stuff. And you can sometimes dis- disguise and... and, and and nullify the birth of Christ, or not nullify it, but but not 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 uh, magnify it. It can be hidden in in Christmas, but when it comes to Easter, you can't hide the fact that Easter is about the resurrection, the death and resurrection of Christ. 
And uh, I like it, you know, it doesn't matter how many bunnies, how many chickens, how many chocolate eggs. We've still got the hot cross buns. And the cross is so important. What Jesus did on the cross is phenomenal. And, and uh, I've been studying it over the last couple of weeks. And it's, it's something that we know, isn't it? It's, it's, oh, yeah, we know that Jesus died on the cross, rose again. That's Easter time. Cool. Thank you, Lord. And, and, and for the rest of the year, we, we thank the Lord that we live by faith. And we thank the Lord that, that He speaks to us and He walks with us. But sometimes because the devil has a regime and his regime is to squash us and suppress us and hold us down, we lose the spark or the, or the belief or the faith of exactly what Jesus has done for us. And, and we, we sometimes we, we can't be bothered fighting because it's just been too hard. But the great thing about Easter is, this, is that I have the privilege and the honor this morning to, to, to warm it up, to, to pump it up. Yeah. I'm about, this is an old song I was about to start singing, but, but to fan into flame if we're putting it into Scripture. The gifts that God, the Lord God has placed into your heart. And, and so this morning I'm really wanting to get a big picture vision, the big picture view of Easter. And... Uh, Really, I'm just going to go through a few scriptures, and uh, we've got time. We're going to have time. We've got lots of time. And then we're going to have communion this morning. Then I've got a little video that we're, well, it's not a video. It's, uh, I'm going to show some stuff on the screen, and we're going to sing a song. And we're just going to let the Holy Spirit move, because we didn't come here to commemorate we're not laying reefs down, and I thank the Lord for Anzac Day coming up in a little while, and the people that gave up, give up their lives for freedom and all that sort of stuff. But nothing can compare to Jesus, who gave up his entire life for the freedom of mankind, freedom of all humanity through the power and the penalty of sin has been taken on the cross. Amen. That's such a good thing. So this morning, I, I've got some thoughts that I want to read. It's the, it's a big picture view of, of really. Some thoughts that I felt the Lord say to me, and I don't know if it's up there. Can 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 you put up the word "finished"? If our team's got that, I think they have, or or if they had, yep, yeah, it's coming. I've been thinking about this word "finished." Finished. What is finished? We've been talking about endurance recently. And I shared about how, we, how I did a, a long-distance race, and I got to the finish line, and I was done, absolutely spent. You would have not got anything out of me, but this word finished, what, is, what does it mean, finished? And I felt the Lord speaking to me about this word finished. Oh, He said, I want you to look at finished. I'm like, okay, let's look at finished. And so there's two times where I've... Read in the Bible when the Lord says the word finished. There's only two times that I've found. There could be more, and that's up to you if you want to go find them. But in Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 2, this is after creation. And if our scriptures can come up, that would be beautiful. I'm going to try and stay out of the way. Yes. So the creation of 
the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished His work of creation. So He rested from all His work. Just leave that up there for a moment. It says, God had finished His work. On the seventh day, He had finished His work. I'm thinking, He's finished His work. So if we think of the word finished, the Lord has worked for six days and He's created this amazing, amazing home, this amazing world, this amazing earth, this place of, of just, just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. And He created humanity. And He didn't need to create anything more. He didn't need to do anything more. In fact, in our, in our house, we've got this room. It's called a making room. And uh, the kids are in there. And, and I just watch Ollie. I love watching Ollie. Because he'll start off with something. And it just grows. And he'll leave it for a couple of hours. And he'll come back and you add a little bit more. And go away and add a little bit more. And go away and add a little bit more. And go away. And this, this amazing, beautiful sculpture piece of artwork and it comes out and it's like man and we're like is it finished he's like mm, not really sure and but but God said it created the world he created man and he said it is finished it is perfect it's I don't need to add anything more to it and I'm thinking about this word finished and I'm like okay what's what's that all about and then we go to Jesus on the cross and we go to John chapter 19, 28 to 30. It says this, Jesus knew the mission was now finished. And to fulfill the scripture, he said, I'm thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put it on his hyssop branch. And he held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It was finished. my, My thinking around this was, why did he have to say it was finished? Because the Lord said in creation it was finished. It is finished. I don't know about you, but when you create something or when you make something or who's ever bought a, a new car anyone bought a new car or a second second hand new car you know what I mean most people have bought a car and and you want to show it off I know you do or maybe you don't but have you ever bought something that you want to show off yeah you're like hey it does this it does this in fact at our house that we've just recently bought we have a spa pool. And I want to show this thing off. I, I, like, I'm, I am the pool man. I've tested the pool the other, yesterday, and it, had, it was perfect in the pH levels and the chlorine. Was, I am the pool man. If you've got a pool, I can come and help you out. Anyway, not really. But this, because we'd, we'd never buy this type of spa. Because this spa, we looked at the receipt. It was $25,000. We would never buy a twenty-five thousand dollars spa, but I, well, I've got this. We've got this spa pool now, and praise the Lord for extra blessings that come with the houses. 
We got a few little mice too, but we're getting them. <laughs> but uh, this sparkle is these jets. This this thing's got more jets than Air New Zealand. It's, it's got so many jets. There's jets that go up and down your back and ones that go around circles and you can lie on the seat and it's going up and down your back on your neck. It's going to hit your calf muscles and it tickles your feet at the same time. I'm like, have a look at this. We had some people around, look at this. Oh, and, and then look, look at, look at the, the lights. It's got lights too. And look, at it's got a color where it changes lights. It's like, well, it's amazing. Lights for the, not as lights in the pool. It's got lights coming out of the water feature. And it's got lights around the top, around the, around the speakers. This thing's got speakers. I looked on the receipt. There's a $2,500 sound system in this bubble. You can turn it up and just subs are going. It's, you want to show off some stuff because you think it's cool or you like it or you're impressed with it. I wonder if we rewind and go into Genesis and, and, and we don't have this up there, but I, I, I want to just look, think, just put this into place, put this into place with the word it is finished. And then to Genesis chapter 1, let me read. And it says, so God created human beings. This is from verse 27. In his own image, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Multiply. Not multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look. I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees on the, for your food. And I have given every green plant as, as food for all the wild animals and birds of the sky and small animals scurry along the ground, everything that, life ha- that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over and he, he had made and he saw it was very good and everything passed, evening passed and uh, morning came, making it, the sixth day. I wonder what it would have been like with the Lord walking with man. Oh, by the way, check this out. Look at these birds. I've created these birds for you. And in fact, if you find the pigeons, later on you'll figure out that you can put messages on them and they will fly and they'll go to homing pigeons and they'll, they'll come back. You'll figure that out a little bit later on in life, but that's all right. And by the way, look at this over here. I've created this. And there's a whole lot of minerals here as well. And as you develop on, you're going to figure out that you, you know, in 2016, you'll have this thing called a touch phone. It came from the earth. It came from the minerals. It came from chemicals that are in my planet and and you'll be able to make and you you know one day you're going to be building bridges and you're going to be able to and guess what I've made it a little bit difficult now but you can't fly but later on you're going to actually invent things called a plane and you're going to be able to go around the world you're going to be able to do this you're going to be do, able to do that God's showing off his planet Do you know what he's actually showing off He's showing off the relationship he has with you He's showing off the, the very thing that he created because he had relationship. He's like, this is, I'm going to take, I want to show you this. I want to walk with you in the garden and I want to be with you. 
when he had that relationship, that's when he said he could finish. When Jesus died on the cross, in John, again, in, in John chapter 19, why did he yell out it was finished? He yelled out it was finished because it was finally back to a way of perfection. It was finally back to a way of the original plan of the Lord God Almighty. Lord God created the world. It is finished. It is done. It is perfect. It's not until we read on and into the second chapter of Genesis is that sin entered the world. And that's when it wasn't perfect. And so the Lord had to make a way. Had to figure out. He had he planned it before all time. But he knew that he could send his son to die on a cross to pay the penalty of our sin. And that's why Jesus yells out, Lord is finished. It's back. It's back to the original perfection. We still live in a fallen world, but we can still have that original relationship with Jesus. We can still have Him in our lives. So what happened then? Well, when sin entered the world, it separated us from God. Sin separates us from Jesus, from the Lord. And so the Lord said, I need to make a way. And so he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross to take the penalty of our sin. But what was holding us back? See, you go all the way through the Old Testament and it talks about how the presence of the Lord was in the Ark of the Covenant. And that when the children of Israel had to move from here to here, Moses would take the Ark of the Covenant and there was the tablets and there was the rod and there was the manna in the Ark of the Covenant and the presence of God was with that. And they'd have a tabernacle, which was just a really large tent. And everywhere that the Lord moved through the cloud, that up and rise and they'd follow it and they'd have this and that. And then, then one day, they said, no, we need to make a temple and we need to put the Ark of the Covenant in the temple of the Lord. David and Solomon did this. And, they, and, they, and, then, and then they had this big curtain that was the pre- separated everyone from the presence of God. And in that, in that culture, in that time, it was only one priest once a year could go into the, the place which they called the most holy of holy, the presence of God. And only one person a year. That's not God's desire to be able to be with you once a year. It's not His desire to let us step into His presence, His glory once a year. And then when, when Jesus came and died on the cross, let's, let's have a look at the Scriptures. In Matthew chapter 27, if we can have that one up. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge uh, with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink, but the Rest said, wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. Then Jesus shouted out again and he released his spirit. At that moment, at that moment, what originally separated 
the presence of God from the world. At that moment, this curtain, uh, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two. From top to bottom, the earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. I think that's it. Bodies of many godly women have been raised from the dead. Why? Because relationship happened again. Relationship started again. No longer do we have to go through this, this whole... No, now we can walk straight into the presence of God. The holiest of holy place. We can walk into His courts. Let's again go to Hebrews chapter 10. And this is a little bit of reading from 11 through to 23. But I want to know, I want to share this morning what we can go into now. What we have access to. Has anyone ever been to a concert and watched those people walking around with the triple A pass? All access area. So you can go past all the security and you can get onto the side of the stage. You can get backstage. You can have a look. I know that if you're at a concert of your favorite person, you'd want one of those. But it says, under the old covenant, the priests stands and ministers before the altar day, day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sin. But our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. For by that one offering, He forever made perfect those who are being made holy. And the Holy Spirit also testifies that this is so. For He says, this is the new covenant I will make with my people on that day, says the Lord. I will pour, put my laws in their hearts and I will write them in their minds. Then He says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. Let me just read that again. Sorry. Then he says, I will never again remember their sins and their lawless deeds. Let's keep moving. And when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifices. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus by his death. Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. Today we can go in. Tomorrow we can go in. The next day we can go in. The next day you can go in. The next day you can go in. The next day you can go right into the place. Well, I'm a sinner. I failed school C English twice. But I can read those scriptures. <laughs> and I can believe them. What does it say? Let it... I'll rewind back one, please. And when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifice. Sins have been forgiven. Your sins have been forgiven. Our sins have been forgiven. They don't define us anymore. 
They don't hold us back anymore, but Jesus has made a way through the cross this morning. He's made a way through the blood of Christ. Our sin has been forgiven. So let's boldly, let's boldly enter into His presence. Let's boldly come before His throne. Let's boldly lift up the name of Jesus. You know, recently I was in Israel with Desiree and Man, it wasn't until now this year studying Easter again, really stopping and studying the crucifixion and reading the words around it. Because when I went to Israel, I said, Lord, I don't want to go on a sightseeing trip. I want to go on an encountering trip. And there was two of the major encounters that I had with the Lord. One was in the Garden of Gethsemane where he prayed. The day before he was taken away, he prayed, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And you look around the garden, and it's across the road, across the valley, and you, he walked across and went up through the gates of Jerusalem. And then he's tried. There's another encounter where we went to Golgotha, the place of the skull, the place where Jesus was crucified and the presence of God there was just so real to me and to Desiree and we stopped and we we had communion why did we have communion because we want to never forget we want to never forget what Easter is about so it's finished we can have right relationship with Jesus we can have that walking with the Lord again we can walk with Him in our life. We can trust Him. He can lead us. He can guide us. He can speak to us through the the Word of God. He can reveal things for us through the presence of the Holy Spirit. His blood never fails. His blood has taken all of our sin, the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west. But now it says we can boldly, boldly enter. I understand boldly who wants to be bold I'm bold I, I, I go to a rugby match and I see some bold fans I see some bald ones too <laughs> you know you even watch sometimes people do face painting all sorts of stuff group of guys get together and write letters on their stomachs to create a word or something because they're fans and there's boldness about them but let's be bold about Jesus Christ let's be bold about the Holy Spirit let's be bold about who, who and how He's anointed you the gifts of Christ that He's placed in you I want to move on. So he's finished. He's brought relationship back to us. The blood of Christ has set us free from sin. But the blood of Christ has done so much more. In Genesis, uh, yeah, I will come back to that. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, I want to show you two more things that I've found. Let's read Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed 
the breath of life into the man's nostrils. And the man became a living person. See, it is finished, it has been made away. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 19 to 22. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. This is after the resurrection. Jesus was standing there among, suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and, and his side. And they were filled with joy when, the Lord saw the, when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So again, in creation, the Lord breathed into humans. They became a living being. After the resurrection, the Lord Jesus Christ breathed again. But he breathed something more powerful. He breathed the power of the Holy Spirit to live inside of us so that we can walk with the presence of God. And no longer is he out there and we have individual account, uh, encounters with him and the presence of God would come on people. But it's now about walking and knowing and living that the power of God lives in you. The presence of God lives in you. God Almighty lives in you. You are an overcomer. You have, you can go through, you can deal with the anything that comes against you because no weapon formed against you will prosper. It's not going to prosper. But we walk in the power of God. We walk with Jesus in us. And so when we're living through life and things come against us, we can believe and we can pray. Why? Because we've got right relationship with God again. We're walking with Him. He says, and by the way, there's no illness, there's no sickness here because it's finished. He's created that. And so we can step into the same thing now. Yeah, we live in a fallen world, but with the presence of God, we can say, no, there's no illness, there's no sickness here. And we can pray with the power of God. Why? Because we're bold. We're boldly entering into His presence. What does Isaiah 53 verses 4 to 5 say? We, a, lot of, a lot of us will know this, yet it was our weaknesses He carried. It was our sorrow that weighed Him down as we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sin. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He, he was whipped so we could be healed. I want to pray this morning for your healing. I want to pray this morning for boldness. I want to pray this morning for your faith to rise and to know. He made a way where there was no way. It was his punishment brought our freedom. His wounds brought our healing. His righteousness gave us righteousness. Romans chapter 5 says this, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. We're made right by our faith. What do you believe this morning? What do you believe about Jesus? Amen. We're going to finish now. We're going to have communion together. Because the Lord, before he was arrested, sat with his disciples at a table. On Good Friday, 
this week, we encourage you to get into e-groups or get into groups of people and, and have communion. Uh, I pray you did that because it's such a powerful time. The Lord just sharing. And if I go to Luke chapter 22, verses 14 to 20, I'm not sure if we... After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Is that it? I'll find it. And Luke, basically, he takes the cup and he has his glass or cup. And it's in one vessel. And then he pours it out. And he distributes it. Passes it around. And everyone t- receives. The disciples receive the first communion. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. And then he, the bread. Took a loaf of bread. Probably flat bread. Broke it up. See, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Uh, I thank the Lord for communion. I thank the Lord that he, he was gracious enough to use simple emblems of bread and wine. That we could have these things to remember Christ with. Because... It was just bread that was broken up, but it wasn't just bread. It was the body of Christ. See, this morning we haven't read anything about the lead up to the crucifixion. And so when you get your little bit of bread, you can hand it out. Thank you, hosting team. It's about the broken body of Christ. He... It was our weaknesses that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sin. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sin. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. I'm believing this morning, if you're in this place and you need healing, You hold on to the Scripture. I believe that the blood of Christ sets us free. I believe that He's healed you. He's healed me. As we receive the simple little emblem of the the red juice, you're sanctified. You've been made righteous. You're holy in His sight. When I said we're going to have a big picture view. This is what God's view is of you. When He looks through the lens of Jesus' blood, and He looks at you and He says, it's finished. He looks at you and He says, this is what I was supposed to be like. This is the relationship that I so desired. When I created mankind, 
But He created us so much with a free will that the devil was able to tempt and bring sin into the world. But He's made a way for you and for me this morning. I'm going to invite the music team back up on stage. You receive communion first. No rush. If you've got your communion, if you've if you've had it already, that's okay. But if you haven't, just hold on to it. In a moment, we're going to just stand and hold communion in our hand. Just in reverence of the Lord. And there's a song that our team's going to sing, and you're most welcome to join in and sing it. But there's also going to be some imagery played on the screen, and you'll be able to see some of it. Um, some of the, this imagery is from the Passion of the Christ. And I just want you to understand what Jesus' blood paid for. And so, not putting a disclaimer out there, maybe you just want to listen to the song and close your eyes, that's fine. You don't have to focus on the imagery. But when you focus on this and you look at it, I don't know about you, but for me, it just brought home a whole lot of reality. And I want to give you permission this morning to praise God like you've never praised Him before. I want to give you permission this morning to cry, to kneel, to do whatever it is that you want to do, to thank Jesus for what He's done for you and for me. So let's worship. Let's sing.